Watch out, ye listeners. Beware, there be spoilers ahead. Hello and welcome to the After Credibles, the movie discussion podcast where the least credible people you know discuss everything in the world of cinema. My name is Charlie Rogers and today is our first episode of 2019. And to celebrate the year ahead, we are going to look forward to the most exciting movies due to be released in the coming year. But we'll also be looking back on the past year in cinema, chatting about the movies we loved but didn't get to review, and talking about each of our top movies for 2018. And with me today to do that is an all-star lineup of Alex Conway, Andrew Medanzik, Guy Bevan, and Zach Derrick. G'day Namaste Happy New Year I trust you've all enjoyed your breaks away from the microphone But it's time to tie you all back down into the hot seat At the same time And chat about the year ahead And the year that just passed Are we ready to go? Sure Yeah, let's bring it on Let's move forward to 2019 And some of the movies that are interesting us I see a lot of movies that are coming up that are sequels, which is a bit disappointing, but there are some original works coming up as well. One original work that I'm interested in seeing. Actually, I'm not sure if I, I, I have very mixed feelings about it, but it's uh, <laughs> Detective Pikachu. Oh, jeez. Here we go. I know. You can't understand me, but put down the stapler or I will electrocute you. Did you guys see that trailer? Hey, man, I'm down. I'll totally give it a go. <laughs> You're down? Yeah, I'll give it a go. It looks cute. It looks fun. Is it how you imagined, like, live-action Pokemon looking? Uh, I don't know. Like, all I know is from video games and cartoons, and they're not a way to go in reality. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But also, recently, Ryan Reynolds has been, you know, a pretty big box office draw, so I'm sure that will be a successful movie, and, you know, the, the studio behind it did well to get him in. Do you reckon there's going to be, like, an R18 version of him doing, like, his Deadpool <laughs> shtick as Pikachu? You know what? I feel like it's a great career move for Ryan Reynolds to do Detective Pikachu because that'll definitely be referenced in the next Deadpool. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes, it will. You, you know, I, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm looking at the images of, like, Pikachu in this, in this thing, and it kind of reminds me a bit of, like, Sonic the Hedgehog. That one's coming out. they got that kind of similar type of, like, rendering. Oh, is there a Sonic the Hedgehog movie coming out? Yep. Didn't Jim Carrey make a joke about it or something at the, oh, at the Globes? Oh, because he's playing Dr. Eggman. Yeah. Out of curiosity, would any of us five go see that movie? Sonic the Hedgehog? No. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That was the fir- oh, okay. that was the first <laughs> game I ever owned like as a video game. Yeah, I don't know. I think I would, I'd probably consider it. Wow. I had a big weekend a few weekends back and I got a tab left over. So I think uh, only in the context would I go see it. <laughs> Whoa. Well, I don't know why you guys are so negative on Sonic, man. He's, he's a cultural like icon. You got to pay respect. I, I, he's a blue hedgehog. Yeah, I missed out on him. I, I never had a Sega. I can't believe that. Yeah, I was more Sony PlayStation 1 than uh, uh, Okay. All right. I mean, who am I to say that you guys are wrong? You're probably not. But I think you are. <laughs> do, you, do you guys remember there was like a Sega World in Sydney back in the day? Oh, yes, I went there. It was amazing. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. I had like the pass, I had the pass cards, like where you could go to scan in on all the different rides. I kept them for years in my wallet when I was a kid. It was like, it was like, um, it was such great, uh, like cultural capital to brag to all the other kids <laughs> around the school. <laughs> Speaking of like uh, two to three decades ago, nostalgia and movies, The Lion King. Oh, totally. Yeah. Out this year. I think, I think, I think that's going to be a, a huge one. The voice acting cast they've got is 
really, really good. I, I, and I'm extremely happy that they brought James L. Jones back to uh, voice. I, the, I reckon I'd rather have um, Scar back, Jeremy Irons. I reckon he's oh. going to be hard to replace. But yeah, he's going to be sorely missed. Do we know who's going to play Scar? Yeah, it's um, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Oh, he's uh, good though. He's, he is good. And he's, he's good. He's good. But, I mean, Jeremy Irons' voice is just so iconic uh, and menacing. Yeah, hearing hearing he uh, him and James L. Jones interacting once again in those roles, it would um yeah, it would bring back a lot of childhood feelings. Uh, sticking with sticking with Disney, uh, Aladdin will also be coming out this year, and I can't wait because I've got a good mate who worked on it, so I can't wait to watch it and tell him how, tell him how shit it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a good friend, Zach. Was was your good mate Will Smith? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many how many Disney live action are movies you, are coming out right now? It's madness. Dumbo, Lion King. Well, Aladdin. I mean, there's there's Dumbo, yeah. Are we are we including the Avengers? Uh, oh no, yeah. Yep, go on. No, I include it. And the Star Wars movie, Star Wars Nine, coming out at the end of this year. There's there's so <laughs> many it. big budget sequels coming out this year. Disney's got a huge year. Yeah, yeah. Toy St- Toy Story Four. Is is Star Wars Episode Nine going to be like? Is that live action? Like, where do you draw the line between live action and just like a normal film? Well, that's true because people people are calling the uh, Lion King movie this year. They're calling it like live action, even though there's no human characters. So it's basically going to be all CGI. Yeah, yeah. Where is that line? Oh, that's a really interesting point. Yeah, because it's the same as like the Jungle Book. I th- I think we were just discussing it before the show. I think the only live action part of the jungle book was like Mowgli and everything else was animated. Yeah, pretty much. That's a very interesting point. But it looked so it, good. It, it looked, looked so incredible. Real. Like I remember um when I watched um the second Planet of the Apes and remembering how good that looked as CGI. I remember seeing like considering that a, a turning point where you could really have like these amazing looking animals and it's just a continuation of that, I think. So it's a good sign because I'm pretty sure is it is it John Favreau who directed that and he's directing the line? Yeah, film? I think I think that's right. So yeah. hopefully Hopefully, yeah, hopefully it's in good hands because... I was going to say, um, if you don't mind me hijacking this this strain, one of the films coming out that I think is going to be really interesting to watch contextually based on when it's coming out after Bohemian Rhapsody is Rocketman, the um, Elton John biopic they're ah, doing. the Elton... Yeah. I think, Zach, you might ah. particularly like it because it's got Bryce Dallas Howard in it. Oh, man, I'm there. And isn't it... Uh, God, I sound like such a fucking creep on this podcast. Isn't it Tara Edgerton <laughs> as well? Yeah, Taron Egerton. Yeah, I like Eggy. Yeah, man, I, I'm a big Kingsman fan. I thought he's fantastic. Yeah, I hope he, I hope he does it really well. It should be good. Actually, one I'm really looking forward to are uh, John Wick three oh, this year because oh, yeah. that's been such such a good movie series so far. Ooh. And I think rumors are it could be the end of the trilogy, like they're just ending it on on, on this one. So you know, it's been a really good series so far. Oh, mm-hmm. good. Okay, I got two that I'm interested uh, in. The first one is I'm interested because I'm not sure how it's going to be, but I'll might I'll give it a go. Uh, it's the Men in Black remake, Men in Black International. Yes, Chris Hemsworth, mm. Tessa Thompson, and Liam mm. Neeson. Ooh, that'll be good. And Men in Black is a solid solid IP. The first two movies, at least, like really really good to watch. Yeah, I, I, I even thought the third. I thought the third one was great. I loved that. Yeah, um, great like time travel and some really interesting like little. I don't know, just jokes in there and some, yeah, really cool characters. I, I, I enjoy, I've enjoyed all the movies 
So yeah, I hope it's good. Love to see. I, I don't know if there'll ever be a crossover, but it'd be cool to see Will Smith come back at one point, but probably won't happen. <laughs> a cameo or something, him and Tommy Lee Jones and Rip Torn. Uh, that'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Well, apparently it says in the casting here that uh, Liam Neeson is the head of the UK branch of the MIB. So maybe there'll be like an intercontinental crossover. Who knows? <laughs> on, the, on the phone to Rip Torn. <laughs> yeah. is, he still, is he still alive? Oh, a good question uh yeah it looks like it <laughs> it's not a very good uh not a very good <laughs> yeah. reflection on latest career it looks like it. <laughs> there's i mean there's some recent photos of him and it looks like you know he, he shouldn't be his face still has some color <laughs> do you remember when they had patches o'houlihan in dodgeball like the, the oh, old footage and then they yeah. show it and it's actually just ripped torn in a wheelchair <laughs> that's pretty much where he is now and hank, hank azaria played him when he was young that's yeah great scene oh that's right yeah that was great um i'm really keen my other movie that i'm super keen for is godzilla king of the monsters i can't wait for like the monster all-star melee mashup that um that you know hasn't really happened for quite a while i'm really keen to see that especially after uh, kong skull island which i thought was a really good monster movie yeah first godzilla so movie hoping. was all right yeah i wasn't a huge fan sorry does king of the monsters just include all of like the big monsters fighting off in some kind of battle royale or is it like you know is godzilla versing one guy because i'm reading here and it says it's got like mothra rodan and yeah king Ghidorah. man you 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 gotta watch the trailer it'll get you pretty it'll get you pretty hyped up it's got like mothra king Ghidorah, uh oh rodan i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing these correctly but um, yeah, it's it's got Almost a, like, quite a yeah, yeah. it's got quite a good like mix of some of the most iconic villains. Um, it's almost yeah. like you don't even have to worry about plotline when it's those movies. You just got to have good CGI, focus on the monsters. Yeah, I don't think anyone goes to see a Godzilla film to like introspect. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Alex, any movies that are interesting you? Probably Once Upon a Time. In Hollywood, like the new Quentin Tarantino. Ah, Tarantino, oh. yeah. Yeah, like, that'll be interesting. Like, I'm not too keen on, like, the whole Manson murders, but it's not about that. It's just set around that time. Yeah, because it's, it's, that, it's that fine line between, like, glorifying, you know, evil people yeah. <laughs> for entertainment. It, 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 almost, it almost sounds like, from what we know, it almost sounds like it's... It's, yeah, like what you said, Alex, it's based in that time period and it's kind of surrounding that kind of context, which um, which sounds interesting. It actually sounds similar to Bad Times at the El Royale, which did a very similar thing. Yeah. It had those kinds of um, Hollywood Manson murders in the backdrop of, of, of an unrelated story. But um, yeah, it is definitely my like it is definitely my sweet spot niche time period as far as period pieces go. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be really keen to see that. Well, here's one for Guy. What about the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff? You guys have to work together. No way. This guy's a real ass. Three shocks will kill a man. There we go. It's a bad guy speech. You had to open your big mouth, didn't you, huh? Yeah, I thought it was a cool thing to say at the moment. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, bring it on. Oh, bring it on. Honestly. What? What is it? 
Uh, Hobbs and Shaw is a spin-off of the Fast and Furious franchise, which is exactly <laughs> that's, it's exactly what they needed to do. After Paul, after, um, Paul Walker died, they went again with Fast and Furious, and the film was pretty, like, touch and go, right? So the most obvious thing to do was to get the characters people love, which is um, The Rock's um, Detective Hobbs and um, uh, Shaw, who's played by Jason Statham, and then take it off and then create a new line, a new story arc. That's it. That's going to be wait, the number one. Are you, saying, are you saying the most beloved characters of the series are the two guys they brought in later? No, no. The most, the most, yeah, yeah. The most beloved were Vin Diesel and Paul Walker as a duo. You take one out of that, you basically have taken both out. The the ones that come after that, yeah, The Rock and um, ah. Statham. They oh, push. They they push that franchise. Kurt Russell's character going to be. Fuck! In hey, it? put them put them put them all in. But it's got to be Hobbs and Shaw orientated. That's going to be number one. <laughs> That's probably going to be bigger. That's going to be bigger than Avengers oh Endgame. Oh, that is that is a huge claim. <laughs> he's put he's placed his feet Don't firmly in the ground on this, mate. I, and I, I want to watch Avengers Endgame because I really want to know what you know what happens. It's I, it's a, been a long time since I've seen like a a film that goes almost to be continued. You know, I remember seeing that in The Matrix, right, when I went to the cinemas watching that like 20 years ago. But now, yeah, come on. What happens <laughs> to Thanos? True. That's true. There's there's a, a Netflix movie that I'm really looking forward to this year. I think I talked about it on two or three podcasts last year. It's um, Scorsese's new film, The Irishman. Oh, yeah, that looks fantastic. So, And I don't think, yeah, I haven't seen too much about it, but it's just the, the people involved in the movie, like uh, Scorsese, De Niro, Pacino, Joe Pesci coming out of retirement... Ray Romano, Harvey Keitel, Bobby Cannavale, like it just so many big. Can names it just come out it. already? It's it's been yeah. sitting there for so long. I know. I've been. I was literally waiting for it all of last year, and still waiting. Hopefully, it is as good as it sounds like it will be. It doesn't even have a release date. It just says it's anticipated to be released by Netflix in 2019. Yes, because it's been. So- <laughs> yeah, it's been at least a year or two that it, they've been like floating around a release date and just waiting and waiting and. they're really building it up (laughs) that's like netflix films at the moment are just they're just like hitting it out of the park really because you know like you had the ballad of buster scruggs come out this year bird box um they also did roma didn't they yeah uh, yes they did it's definitely on netflix i don't know yeah it got released through netflix oh maybe maybe they didn't fund it but like fuck netflix originals are just killing it at the moment give it 10 years it's going to be all the movies are just going to be netflix or disney Oh, yeah. One of the two. Such a such a such a vast difference in like business styles there. Oh, will there ever be a Netflix land? Oh, that would my be God, fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's like <laughs> the the adult version of Disneyland. <laughs> Have it at the same site where Sonic, uh, where, where Seagullland was in Sydney. Did you guys um? Did you guys see Roma? No, haven't uh, I haven't it. seen that yet. I, I I went to the cinema with a big group of friends to see Roma, and man, that film split the group. Really. Why? I haven't seen it, but I've heard lots of good things. I do want to see it, but it's like one of the favourites for Best Picture and Best Director at the Oscars. Yeah. Well, I walked out and I was like, man, that was that was like uh, art, you know? I was like, that was such a beautiful like palate cleanse to like the, you know, Marvel popcorn that I've been eating lately. Um, and, but then like the other half of people I was with were like, fucking two hours <laughs> of my life, I'm not getting back. Fucking nothing <laughs> they, happened. Are you all the type of mates that call each other bro? <laughs> Yeah, I went with some lads and that was a mistake. Yeah, then we just played Gears of War afterwards and it was fucking <laughs> rad. Hit some Mountain Dew. Hey, don't, 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 you, don't you rag on Gears. 
Actually, <laughs> hey, yeah, let, hey, let's let's back off the lad lad culture of movie going too, is because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have Fast and Furious, the greatest <laughs> franchise of all time. Yeah, guy owes a lot. Actually, <laughs> guy owes a lot. It's there. a weird coincidence that you're bringing that up, guy, because last night I was watching TV and I watched. I'd never seen this film before. It was just on, and I could like my I was glued to the leather couch, so I couldn't actually change the channel. Um, into Into the Deep. Oh is yeah, that the, which, that, which one's that? The surfing one. It's uh, Paul Walker and Jessica Alba. Um, oh, and she's always in a bikini. It's like, oh yeah, I've seen that yeah, one. Yeah, buried treasure. Yeah. Is like that the, the buried Caribbean treasure one? Yeah, yeah, that's or the it. sunken, the sunken uh, treasure. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds cool, but where are the cars? You can't drive a car <laughs> underwater. Yeah, uh, yeah, just wait for Fast and Furious Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Fast and the Furious Twelve hey, will be on pirate ships. <laughs> And, and it'll still be top 10, like, um, ticket sales that year. I, I believe that. I mean, they just... It's a powerhouse. It definitely is a powerhouse. Maybe that's what Master and Commander is, is a prequel to <laughs> all the... <laughs> so, before we move on, uh, I want to go one after the other, and we each say the one movie that we are most... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've still, I've, still, I've still got a few films to, to discuss. I got, I got, I got three fun ones and two like legit ones. Oh shit! All right, smash them quick. All right, so Toy Story Four. I'm not a toy. Ah! Hey, hey, somebody get him before he pokes an eye out. Down, easy, salt. Oh man. What the, what the hell a spork? I mean, I guess if anyone can make it work, Toy Story will. But that caught me. That caught me offside. A spork. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the teaser trailer. <laughs> Three ended so well. It was it was such a good ending to the trilogy. All right. Um, Dark Phoenix, which is like the X Men oh. First Class, like oh, fourth man, movie. That's going to be amazing train wreck, and I hope it's as schlocky yeah. as Apocalypse. I don't have. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, it's going to be great. Well, I'm so looking well, it's their it's their it's their attempt to like rescue that little series and try to get back to the quality of X Men First Class. Oh, just burn it down. It's so good. Just burn it. Just burn it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm willing to give up on that one. <laughs> it was good. It was good when it focused on McAvoy and Fassbender and Lawrence. But then, yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. And when Hugh Jackman was still around as well, yeah. it was always a, then, it was always a good draw. Yeah, when they started focusing on the younger ones, yeah, it was lame. Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, if you if you loved David Harbour, um, oh, in um, yeah, exactly, Hellboy beat you to it, jerk. Like I saw a trailer on the big screen for the first time for that movie. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Is is Ron is Ron Perlman coming no. back? No, no I think new, he, new he said he was too old to play yeah. the role anymore. But they might well, get him for a cameo Gilmo, or something. Guillermo wanted to do it. But it was going to cost two hundred million, and no studio is going to go put two hundred million behind it. He just went off on his own and won Best Picture last year. <laughs> yeah, but they've got the director Neil Marshall. Uh, have you guys watched Game of Thrones? Like the big battle epics from like the first few seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was him. So he did the Battle of Blackwater. Oh, okay, he came in and did that oh, in a week. Shit. And he's also done like really good, like amazing B grade horror movies called like Dog Soldiers. Uh, the Descent. Oh, I fucking love Dog Soldiers. Dog Soldiers is the best. Yeah. 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 And he's going to be so awesome. So we've, we've got high hopes. <laughs> yeah, I'm super All right, excited. so we're thinking ahead. Yeah. It's going to be good. Okay, good. All right. All right, right Zach, P- what's your next one? Picture Tom Hanks back in World War Two, but this time he's a naval captain. <laughs> what's it called? Greyhound. Well... And, okay, and, this, and this one could be the one that I'm looking... Uh, just to you know, segue into that little next section you're trying to set up. This is the one that I'm probably most looking forward to next year. 
Serenity. Okay. So, and, and this is not this is not a remake of the Firefly. The Firefly one. Serenity. No, 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 no. This is like um, this is like a thriller drama set in like oh, is that uh, with Florida? Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, oh. McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, um, Clark. Uh, it's going to be great. Just off off the back of that, Matthew McConaughey is probably also going to star in for me a highly anticipated, but also probably the worst film to be released um, this year, The Beach Bum. Where yes. he plays a rebellious stoner named Moondog who lives life by his own <laughs> rules. This is written and directed by Harmony Corrine of um, Spring, you know, Spring Breakers with um, uh, Selena oh, Gomez uh, yeah. James of that fame. Uh, uh, hey man, I enjoyed Spring Breakers. Yeah, oh. yeah, he was in that. But this, uh, <laughs> the, the Beach Bum has Matthew McConaughey, Snoop Dogg, Isla Fisher, Zac Efron, Jonah Hill, all oh, star comedy now, types. You know, this is. <laughs> and the and the rebellious stoner named Moondog lives life by his own rules. Like that synopsis alone has sold it for me. I mean, I'm pre- <laughs> for being both rebellious, probably stoner. the worst film, what you mean? but also the most yeah. anticipated. What you mean to say is he's reviving oh. his character from uh, the first season of True Detective? Yeah, and and last time we saw Zac Efron on a beach related comedy, it did not go well. So yeah, it's I, just going to be. I, I see a lot of chaos here. It's a bit of it's a bit. Uh, it's almost oxymoronic now to be a rebellious stoner since they legalized it. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good yeah. point. Get, get with the times, Harmony. Did you you see uh, Zac Efron's playing Ted Bundy in a movie this year? No way. Yes. No, that's awesome. Have you seen the photos? It looks... He looks good. Like, chilling. Uh, like, he looks He looks like a great rendition of the character. Fucking, I'm uh, Googling that shit right now. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. going to get such weird cookies from this. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I, this... <laughs> there's a. I know there's a there's a trailer out already for that movie, but I haven't seen it, so I, I don't know how good he looks in it. But oh man, he looks so similar. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know the whole Ted Bundy story, but it makes him l- look like it's a it's a it's a creepy yeah. read, Alex. If you get a chance, um, yeah, he oh, okay. he's a very very like right. very charismatic, very sociopathic and violent uh, serial killer. Yeah, um, yeah, but but extremely uh, and. Um, uh, eerily charismatic, and that's how he kind of wooed a lot of his victims, I think. Um, yeah. And oh, okay. Because I get him and Ed Gein mixed up a lot. He, I think he had a shtick where he was like, he'd pretend to be like a wounded person trying to put a, like a, a, a trying to put a, you know, a couch into a van, like in Silence of the Lambs. I think that's kind of a reference to Ted Bundy's like MO, I think. I, I can't remember. But yeah, very, very creepy person. So you're worried about your search history, Zach? Uh, do, you, do, you, <laughs> yeah. do you just get a hint yeah. of my knowledge base on all the serial killers out there? I forgot to go incognito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm all done. Yep. Guy, what's your most anticipated movie of this year? I, I just explained. It's The Beach Bum. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Andy? I know, I've listed a few already, so I've probably already, you know, like The Lion King, The Irishman, Avengers Endgame, looking forward to all of them, the Tarantino one. Um, one that we haven't said yet is there's a, uh, for me anyway, long-awaited sequel to Zombieland. Yes, I loved Zombieland. I think that's, you know, what's that, 11? I feel like that came out in 08 or 07, so it's been, you know, a bit over a decade and finally a sequel coming out, so see how that goes. Yep, I like, yep, I enjoyed that movie. It'll be interesting to see how my... Uh, like having grown out of my zombie phase, if I'll still enjoy it, but it should be it should be pretty good. It was a solid show. Yeah, a zombie's hot now. Yeah, I know. Oh, do, I mean, do, 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 Bill Murray's coming back for it. You can't go wrong oh, with that. That's excellent. Do nerds even still like zombies? I, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Alex, favorite movie? Uh, most most anticipated movie? Uh, I guess maybe the Joker because I just want to see what it's going to be like. Just because it floats under the radar and nobody knows what it's going to be. 
and hopefully it'd be good. Like I'm not that I've got low expectations. So if it at least is better than what I think it is or better than the lowest bar I can put, then I'll be pleasantly surprised. Who Who is the Joker this time? It's Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, that's right. Sorry, I remember seeing a uh, photo of that. Yeah, directed by Todd Phillips from The Hangover, oh, which is going to be it's an interesting weird. mix. Yeah, that's weird. Hey, did anyone see? Did anyone see that Yaquin Phoenix movie from last year? Uh, you're never really here. Yeah, yeah. Was that any good? Yes, it is insane. Like really, really good. Yeah. The guy looks like a bear. Like he is massive in it. All right, I'm go- I'm going to watch it. I'm going to do like, it. Highly recommend it. Uh, we had a fairly big year, I think, in movies. I definitely, uh, definitely did. I am reflecting on 2018 and thinking that I actually went to the movies a lot more than I did the few years earlier. Uh, how about you guys? Yeah, I, I've gone a fair bit over the last few years. Um, I reckon I went pretty consistently and lots of good experiences. Not that many, you know, experiences that I was let down in, but there definitely were a couple when we get into that. Uh, I I probably have seen less films um, this year um, than previous years. Uh, I don't know. I'm living in the city now, and I'm trying to be less financially incompetent. Uh, and you know, going to the cinema in Sydney is like uh, you know, need a one of those awful uh, temporary loans. What are those bullshit bar- <laughs> what are the- predatory what- loans? What are, those- <laughs> what are those? Yeah, those fast loan things. You know, uh, then you get hammered like five hundred percent interest. <laughs> Nimble. Yeah, dude. It's a- it's a- it's actually an expensive endeavor. That is something I noticed from last year, but. I have found that when I don't go after a while, I do really want to go back. So I think that is a good reflection on uh, how it's been an enjoyable year in terms of going to the cinema. Uh, Again, uh, for the first time in a while, going regularly and really enjoying it. Did we have any movies that we felt strongly about? Ones that we liked. Let's start with ones that we liked that we didn't get to review last year. Keeping in mind, we got to review Avengers, A Quiet Place, a bunch of others, uh, Solo, Ready Player One. Were there any that we really liked that we've always wanted, like that we wanted to talk about over the year, but didn't get a chance to? I've um I've got one, but I don't know if it's cheating. <laughs> what is it? I said because I feel like it came out like December 2017, but I didn't see it in the movies till like February of last year. So I, in my head, I think of it as 2018 film, and that was um the three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, yeah, okay. That was in that, oh, yeah, that yeah. was. So I don't, I, I don't if know. If we're going by I, Oscars nominations, yeah, I don't know exactly. that was last year's Oscars, but no. Okay, so. so, so yeah, so, it was. I don't, I don't know when it came out, but I, I definitely didn't see it until like February in the movies, like at the cinemas. So that's why I think of it as a movie from last year. Yeah, I think we chatted about it before Andy came in. Yeah, maybe we did. I remember Guy to mentioning it. it. Like to our. Oh, was stuff. it reviewed? Uh, no, we didn't review it. We'll, for- we'll forget. We'll forget that yeah. I just said it. <laughs> yeah, Andy. Mm. I really like that uh, the director writer because the guy who did um, In Bruges and Seven Psychopaths. So I think all three of those movies that he's done so far, or like at least mainstream movies, are really great watches. Ah, excellent. And they're all. I mean, the first two are more so dark comedies. I feel like while you know Three Billboards definitely still had bits of comedy, it wasn't as much of a dark comedy as the first two were, but. Yeah, I, I thought that was a great movie. One of the best movies that I saw last year at the cinemas. Uh, Alex? So, I've picked out the four. Four that we didn't get to talk about. You're Never Really Here. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Mission Impossible. F- what are we up to? Six. It was so much fun. And Black Klansman. Black Klansman. <laughs> never got to chat about yeah. 
between Mission Impossible 1 in like 96 and then this one coming out, I really hadn't paid much attention to the, the franchise. But a, a family friend of um, my partner's was like, dude, Mission Impossible is the best. And I was like, <laughs> come on, man. And then I watched it and I was like, this is this is really cool. Like the way they worked with like the lighting and the, and the kind of lens flares and stuff and they, it seemed really innovative. The action scenes were great. The only problem I had with the most recent Mission Impossible film was mm. that... Um, uh, what's, who's Superman from Justice League again? Henry Cavill. Yeah, Henry Cavill's character is the biggest dumbass ever, <laughs> and he Cavill. obviously turns out to be the bad guy. And but he, but he just like he's just so ham fisted and like Mister Magoo's himself through the whole film and crashes into a bunch of like he literally like does everything wrong that you would not expect a, like a highly trained operative to do. And I'm just sitting there, just being like, this guy is so dumb. Can't he, we he, give like? Credit. There was a bit of like a, a cringy line oh, yeah. as well at the end where he's fighting Tom Cruise and he's like, "Why won't you die?" <laughs> it was just, uh, <laughs> it's like you had to throw in yeah. one of those. Yeah, it, it was. It was literally. It would have been a perfect film if not for the like what they did to that character. <laughs> I don't know why nobody picked it up. They have such like amazing professionals working on the film. I've no idea why nobody thought this guy's a bit of a parody. <laughs> oh, God, I thought it was great and over the top, and it was dumb and perfect, like a dumb ox <laughs> just using his big head it was great i think it's always good to know that there's a reliable franchise out there for some good uh, like yeah often innovative and just interesting action and yeah. um i think mission impossible is always so yeah. good for that say what you want about tom cruise he puts in 110 yeah i gotta i gotta say I, I thought um the action um sequences were um some of the best uh in any of the mission impossibles yes. i thought they were like they were just done so on point uh, but I thought the story was absolute trash. Wait, so you, you you went to Mission Impossible to watch the story? Yeah, I mean, you remember the first one? <laughs> the story was so good. <laughs> it was like, you know, um, you were you were on tenderhooks, whereas this one, it was like, uh, some dude who wants to set off, like, nuclear bombs in the middle of the Himalayas, uh, and they like... But it's also, like, a personal grievance, and he's organised for them all to be there. And so, it's... Uh, I, there's always like a line where it gets too diabolical and then you start to turn off. Uh, that's definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely reminds me of Spectre. Yeah, that's that said, I mean, it's an action film and, you know, action films, you know, the storyline can take a backseat to great sequences and it did on this occasion and the sequences were great. Excellent. Hey, um, yeah, in relation to what you said, Alex, uh, moving on, Black Klansman, I only recently watched that in December um, on a plane, and I gotta say, I regret taking so long to watch it. I thought it was excellent. Um, funny, uh, interesting, uh, over the top, but in a very grounded way, and um, yeah, and, and, and especially to, especially at the end, like oh, you mate. think it's all this oh. kind of a fun ride, and then once it ends, oh, it hits you with 10,000 bricks, um, that kind of unforgettable feeling. Yeah. I said last time we were talking about it, last time we were talking about it, I said, like, the last five, ten minutes, I cried, like, physically cried in the movies, and it was such a yeah, gut punch. Yeah, I just, it's, um... And, like, I'll admit to it, and it's so heavy. I don't quite recall, um, yeah, being, almost feeling like you've you kind of been punched in the gut, um, quite unexpectedly, uh, at the end of that movie. And, mm. and a very clever, topical and clever way to, to finish off a movie like that. Um, very excellent political yeah. political statement, and um, yeah, that's something I won't forget anytime soon. Great film, yes, great film. Hey, who else has a movie that they enjoyed and wanted to talk about but didn't get a chance to? Yeah, I got two. I got two ones that I thought were really good this year. Right, 
Firstly, and I mentioned earlier, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs out of, Netflix, out of yes. Netflix, the Coen Brothers film. I thought that was oh, so yeah, entertaining. That was really good. So entertaining. It was so, like, irreverent, you know, and, like, the way that they treated all of, like, the, the kind of heavy issues with such, like, gleeful abandon. I really liked it. Really liked the kind of nihilism behind it. Um, and I thought that was good. I fucking love... I 100% agree with you. Fucking... It was fantastic. Yeah, and... There's one, one bit... They, one of the chronicles, though, I didn't really like, um, the one with, um, you know, Dudley Dursley, th- that Yeah, and, that and Liam Neeson. Um, yeah, that dragged yeah, on. Yeah, it was well acted, but it was just a, it was a very joyless uh, chapter, I guess, in that one. And the second, the second film that I saw this year that it, I, I liked because I was surprised at how good it was and I wasn't expecting it, and it was a documentary, and it was Won't You Be My Neighbour? Oh, yes, the, I got um, that as well. The one about Mr. Rogers. That was, it was just, I mean, it was really wholesome, it was really uplifting, it made you feel kind of like, uh, I guess, uh, hopeful about yes. the world. It was cool. Mm-hmm. It was great. I really loved it. Okay, quick one. Paddington 2 is great. Everybody should go see Paddington 2. Oh, yeah. Guy, do you remember how much you wanted to see Paddington that one time? And I was like, <laughs> as if, let's just go watch a, a comic book yeah, movie. And- Paddington 1 is great. Paddington 2 lifts it up another notch yeah i'll totally regret shitting on your decision not to uh not to watch that and, guy i'm sorry and look so, so i don't blame you because i've recommended some hideous films and we've gone along <laughs> them. i mean <laughs> you, you can only learn from your experiences and that number one is not to trust me yeah so look, a kid, kids animated movie red flags were flying by guy i, I couldn't let us do it <laughs> guy the, the boy who cried paddington <laughs> <laughs> so so what's the premise of paddington he like he gets adopted by a, 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 a nice british family at the train station like, what was, what's the deal with him so the uh, the first one is he's a bear in peru then he leaves to go to england then he's like alone in the paddington station then a family sees him feels sorry for him like the mother does but the kids don't really want him and the dad doesn't want him and he just brightens everyone's day as soon as he comes around and it's lovely the first one has like nicole kidman and his bad guy and she's great but the second one has hugh grant as a villain and it is even perfect and so hammy and it's great and it's like Tear jerking at the end, and it's ugh. Wow! Yeah, it's perfect. It's great. <laughs> Damn, that's so awesome. Take on. That Just was glowing. Fun. Yeah, I know. When we've gone from like low, like low point in movie uh, emotions to like super wholesome in, in in a few short minutes. Oh, it is. Damn, it is good. Like so much fun. Like, and you will just go. This is ridiculous, but goddamn, it is so fun. Like, there's a, a prison scene in the second one, and it just brightens your day it will just make you put a smile on your face damn that's good dude hang on I'm, I'm gonna I'm, after, after we after we finish this yeah, I'm going I'm, to watch it I, I, I've never seen you I've never, I've never I've never heard you talk that like passionately about anything I'm gonna man I'm gonna go watch it right now <laughs> mate I, I dare say you may have sold us on both those movies oh, it is great I love it <laughs> excellent well, I'm, I'm gonna bring us back down guys uh, to, a, to, a, to a dark place I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us further down afterwards so keep going oh good Okay, good. So, uh, I thought that when we reviewed A Quiet Place, it would probably be one of my top horror movies of the year. I don't watch too many horror movies, but later on I ended up watching Hereditary. Did anyone else see that? No, I missed it. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. It was um, a very strange kind of horror. It's from the same people who did The Witch, which I have not seen. Oh, The Witch is great. I really like The Witch. But it's a very polarizing horror movie. 
And I, I feel like there's a lot of like, whenever a new scary horror movie comes out, I feel like the PR overdrive comes in. If it's a bit scary, they start sp- spouting out all these reviewer quotes like, scariest movie of the year, you'll shit your pants, it'll knock your socks off, and and people start going there expecting a, a scary movie. Sometimes they get one, sometimes they don't. Then all of a sudden people start complaining about it. I noticed that happened with Hereditary, but I gotta say I really enjoyed the film. Quite unnerving at times, really weird stuff uh, happening, uh, very freaky kind of supernatural feelings, um, and yeah, some bit of gore in there, but very uh, well done. I really liked it. And um, Tony Collette was freaking fantastic. She was excellent in it. I've actually, I heard she, a lot of people are upset that she didn't get a, a nomination for Best Actress, that she was that yeah, good I th- in that movie. I I, I hadn't thought about Hereditary since, uh, like, uh, until now, since I watched it, but I would definitely have considered her for, a, for a, a best actress in that. She was just unreal. I just want to say quickly, like, because you were talking about how on the movie posters and everything, they put the quotes from, like, the movie reviewers. But you've seen there's, like, this uh, bit of controversy, because in recent years they started just putting these quotes, and it's just from like, random people on Twitter that have seen it. <laughs> yes, I've seen that. Literally, oh, like, really? so if, if they... Do you have an yes. example? Oh, I don't know for a movie, but I've seen this video where it really went in depth on it. So, it's if it's something like, wow, best movie of the year, and it's literally, like, just some random person's Twitter handle. <laughs> User <laughs> at MovieStud69. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, like, not even joking, that's basically... Yeah, what it is now. Oh, you're kidding me. Well, I mean, even the... Even, like, the trough of film reviewers on, like, crappy like journalism websites could have easily filled that role it's funny that they've gone even lower to uh to twitter handles yeah. i'm setting up an account monster oh, cock 19 and i'm going to start reviewing films and see if i can get on there <laughs> <laughs> do it and all positive reviews of even the worst stuff i thought that was already a twitter handle <laughs> <laughs> wait who have i been following this whole time <laughs> how do you know oh monster monster cock 18 oh I remember when those um, I remember when those uh, video stores were still open, and I used to go uh, every week. And I specifically remember a couple of funny moments when there were these like kind of funny quotes uh, recommendations on the back of the videos. I remember um, looking at the back of Evil Dead Two, and it had this like glowing recommendation, like Evil Dead is uh, a peel of cinematic experience, and you won't see a better movie. And then it was just by Bruce Campbell, <laughs> so they just quoted the main actor, oh, which I thought was funny. And then there was this atrocious one for Blade Two. Like, I don't know how, of all the comments you could have gotten about Blade 2, the quote they chose was, and it was from, a, like, a proper reviewer, and it was just, Blade 2 is a better movie than the first one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you that's could have easily gotten something better than that. <laughs> all right, uh, who, was, who was up? Uh, Zach, did you want to say something? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I, 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 actually, um, I was going to, like, try to spin this into a joke, but um, I genuinely avoided this film, and I was actually curious if anyone did see it because um, I want to know if my fears and suspicions were you know realized um, the 1517 to Paris no no directed by directed by directed by Clint Eastwood and starring like the two Marines who were actually involved in the incident I've not even heard of that movie <laughs> oh that's it so that's that is based on the like Isis isolated Isis attack on the on the train right and the two yeah the two uh, marines tackled a guy with a knife who was trying to attack people. Is that well? I thought. I thought. Yeah. I thought he had a gun, and they recognised the sound. The sound of him loading it in the bathroom. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's anyway. 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 So it was like, yeah, these two, uh, you know, m- marines were like euro tripping uh, off duty, 
Yeah, they like prevented a, a terrorist attack on a train, and Clint Eastwood's like, "I'm going to make a movie about that, and I'm going to cast the actual two Marines who can't act at, like to save themselves." <laughs> did, wow. But did they have to act, or did they just have to beat up some ISIS scum? Because you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, yeah, that's they have plenty of practice with that. <laughs> yeah, just do what comes natural, boys. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I was just I was curious if anyone actually went to the cinema to see that film. No, it's um it's been a while no, since I, I paid for a Clint Eastwood movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's 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 very uh, hit and miss. I mean, although oh, he's got a good one, The Mule. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, it's out so now. yeah, I'm really keen to see The Mule because it sounds like like he's kind of going back to basics. Um, you know, I, I've I've said before on this podcast that like Tom Cruise is one of the best actors ever because he can act like a normal person. I feel like I'm starting to put Clint Eastwood in that uh, in that mold as well. Like <laughs> he seems to be getting crazier and crazier every year, but uh, when the, when he when he plays a good everyman, I'm I'm pretty much that always could keen just to be see old it. age because he's like 90 yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Also, you say you're, you're keen yeah. to see it because he's going back to basics, but I mean, you know, in the 1570s yeah. to Paris, uh, he just you know he's filming two dudes who did something and filming them redo the thing that they did uh, how much more basic can you get <laughs> Easy, easier said than done yeah. apparently <laughs> yeah. actually there's one speaking of movies that like seeing if anyone's seen it did anyone see because I don't know anyone that's seen this movie and I've heard such crazy things the uh, Mandy Nick Cage movie oh no no what's I don't know. No. Yeah, don't know. anyone see that no ah oh, damn okay I still don't know anyone that's seen it but I've heard heard really I've heard that it was just like one of the craziest most entertaining movies of the year from, you know, reviews that have seen it. Man, I, I'd definitely give it a watch. I love Nick Cave stuff. Two movies this year that made me cry. A Star is Born and First Man. Now, it, <laughs> I have to caveat that with the fact that I feel like I have a bit of a problem. I think I end up crying in any space movie, even when it's not even... A serious movie uh but i thought first man was pretty good and i also thought a star is born had plenty of emotion as well i thought it was um they were both really solid movies and i'm i kind of regret that we didn't get to review uh, either of them towards the end of last year andy i know you liked a star is born didn't you yeah i thought that was um also one of the i think one of the better movies from last year um i haven't seen first man even though i really wanted to uh it's like you anything you know with space or I guess it's not science fiction, but I guess science fiction definitely features space a lot. I love seeing those movies. But um, A Star is Born was great. I think both of the lead actors in it were great. And, you know, they've been nominated for, you know, best lead in both of their categories, which I think is very fair. It was just a really, really good movie that really dragged people in and, you know, had a really good emotional story that lots of people could relate to in some way. I think the maybe the only negative you could say is that unfortunately it's, you know, the third time it's been remade by Hollywood. So you yeah. know, maybe people are a bit sick of it. But yeah, I really like that movie. Well, I actually I actually haven't seen it, but I heard that they went back to the original ending, which I think is a really good decision of theirs when you kind of contrast it to one with um Chris Christopherson and um I Bubs. think it was Barbara Streisand. Was Barbara Streisand? Yeah. Uh, they, they, I remember they subverted the ending of it to make it kind of weak and not have the same emotional impact. So you've got to give credit to um, Brad, Bradley Cooper for going ah, like with a, a strong, like the original ending. Yeah, I have to agree. Like reading the blurb on what happened with Barbara Streisand's version, I just thought, like, how is that going to have any emotional punch if, you know, like the death isn't even. You, you know what I mean? Like it's, a, it's an incidental accident that kind of causes the emotional the death of at the end it's just uh, oh spoiler alert everyone someone dies at the end somebody of- dies what the fuck 
How else am I going to cry? It said it's called A Star Is Born. <laughs> Shouldn't it be yeah. called A Star Dies? A Star, yeah, star Is f- Dead. <laughs> That's more fitting. A Star Burns Out, yeah. I, I feel like I'm developing into a, like a curmudgeonly bastard uh, because obviously it's a great film. Everyone, everyone who's seen it says how, how good it is, um, but uh, I refused to go see it uh, when I like read the, you know, the blurb concept and I was like well that sounds dumb as fuck yeah there's something about it that uh, I don't know it doesn't sound very appealing it doesn't seem like the kind of movie that I would actually go and want to watch but I did anyway and um, you know what I was pleasantly uh, pleasantly surprised I really enjoyed it I'm not sold on Lady Gaga like that's the thing that doesn't sell it to me. Uh, well, uh, like, having having seen it, the way she was acting, like during all the hey, I th- I think she could win the Oscar. The way she was acting during all the press stuff was like, oh, I thank everybody. Like Bradley Cooper took a risk on me, and it's like, damn girl, you've been acting for so long. Your whole act is an act. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, you can it's act. A fair we point. know you can act. Stop faking that somebody took a risk. That's true. You could you could say anything about them personally, but I think her performance that she could be... Like, I reckon she could win the Oscar, but, like, I'll probably go for her. Oh, if she wins the Oscar, oh, my God, the ego. <laughs> It'll just be a cloud of ego. I don't think Bradley Cooper's going to win the Oscar, though. No, I don't think Bradley would. Um, although he was really good. Like, they had peerless chemistry. Like, it just felt so real. They did, but um, it's always very competitive, I guess. Before we move on, Charlie, um, I never, I didn't see First Man, so just walk us through... Um, you said it made you cry. Like, walk us through the heartstrings. Um, there were, there were, there were two moments, uh, that I cried in, uh, first minute. The first one was a bit of a cheat. Uh, I, I would, I would call it because it's about, so, so do you guys know the history of the Apollo program and the, and the, and the fate of Apollo one? A little bit here and there. Yeah. So the Apollo program was obviously the moon, uh, landing, but also moon, uh, rendezvous missions and all that kind of stuff. And the first Apollo, they thought, was going to be like a good mission. We'll get to go, like you know, those are the favorite um, astronauts in the program. This is me paraphrasing from a very non-historical point of view, but either way, they were even considered that they might be the first on the moon. And during a test run where they sat in their cockpit for like a few hours to test, um, like specific functions of the cockpit, it didn't even land, uh, like leave the ground. There was a fire in the cockpit, and they all just got burned alive. Um, Damn. The cockpit was like pressurized and it had uh, pure oxygen in it. So the fire basically just like instantly just like sizzled them and killed them. And um, yeah, it was uh, the, 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 the part that I cried was when like Neil Armstrong's with his mates. They're all like, they're all really close by this point in the movie. And then one of them who was his best friend is like announcing uh, like to, 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 uh, to Neil Armstrong he's just like I have some great news I've been put on the Apollo 1 program and seeing how excited they all were just having beers at the backyard of their place and they're so thrilled with each other and it's so wholesome and like knowing that he's just going to die this horrible death it did really get to me and of course the second part I cried at was when he actually made it to the moon and the way they the way they do the movie has this kind of like there's an emotional potency to why he's driven and how much he's been repressed how many emotions he's been repressing throughout the movie uh trauma of seeing his friends dying throughout the movie uh the knowledge or not knowing whether he's gonna die and uh obviously having to deal with buzz aldrin who's who's betrayed as a complete douchebag uh in this like really in this really comical way so um yeah like the like the emotional the emotional release um yeah, that, that that emotional release really got me going. So yeah, got me it got me got me there. Uh, 
did have a bit of a bit of a weep. I was the only one in the cinema, so it was okay. Didn't lose any respect among any of my peers, so uh, it was okay. <laughs> it's, it sounds like it kind of overlaps a little bit with that um, that older film, The Right Stuff. You know the one about um, Chuck Yeager? That's got Gus Grissom in it too. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen The Right Stuff, but... Um, Man, which, I'd, I'd recommend it if... I like, lose a lot of... Yeah, I know. I hear it's great. I lose a lot of credibility on the space front having not seen it, but um, yeah. Oh, one thing I want to quickly say. Last night, last night I had the dubious pleasure of watching Venom. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know what I was expecting, but holy shit, that movie was like it was like that weird kind of train wreck where it's so fun to watch, and you and you know that they know it's a bit of a wreck. And <laughs> well, look, I know that there's probably what? a bunch of reasons why that movie sucked, but I want to reiterate a point that I feel that I need to make. Tom Hardy is one of the most overrated actors yeah. in Hollywood. He was he was awful, but like I, I feel in the way that like they I think they just got him to overact everything and just be so over the top that it, oh my god, it just gave the movie this like bizarre feel and you just can't help but laugh like at it or with it. I can't even tell. I think worse yeah. than that was um Aquaman. That was Oh my god. Yeah. Further uh, further further, yeah. further down that scale of so bad that you that it's funny. Than Venom was. Oh, I didn't. I I didn't know that was possible. Uh, I gave Aquaman a miss, but now I might have to revisit it. Oh really? I liked yeah. it as well, but only only when you stop taking it seriously and laugh at it. Yeah, that that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, I thought it's like that, this is what this is what DC should have been doing rather than trying to be like you know I hate it when you know superhero films are like trying to be really serious and like oh this definitely could have happened. This is like this is this is like a real universe and this definitely could be real. Um, whereas, yeah, with Ackman, they're just like, fuck it. Guys. We're just going to fuck it. We're just going to go all out. It's a bro movie. Oh, jeez. Uh, it's a bro movie. So, so, so Zach, uh, have, did you see Venom? Uh, no, because it looked like trash. Oh, yeah, well, I can assure you it was. <laughs> but it made so much money. We, I know, Zach, you always, you're always reciting a billion dollars, which is what Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom made. <laughs> but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Venom outperformed Black panther by the end of its run well which, that's um, there's no hope for humanity then <laughs> yeah. so we've talked about a lot of movies we also reviewed a lot of movies uh we have gone through a lot this year and 12 months is a long time in the movie world so what i want to do is i want to go uh with each one of you one at a time and i want you to say and summarize if you want to as to why. I want you to tell me what your favorite movie of the year was. Doesn't have to be whether it was good. It can be whether you enjoyed it the most, or it could just be because it was so shit that it taught you something. <laughs> so let's go alphabetical. Andy, favorite movie. And that's not alphabetical, by the way. I know Alex is. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> also, I just like I just like to say I've been putting up with this this uh, alphabetical racism my whole life. <laughs> Whoa, that's a, that's a heavy label, man. <laughs> Racism. Forget Black Panther next year, we're going to have Zack Panther. <laughs> I feel like for me, again, if we're counting three billboards, maybe, maybe not. Um, but probably three billboards or Infinity War that, you know, stand out. Awesome. Alex? Probably Black Klansman hit me the hardest. Toss up between Black Klansman and Paddington. Just both at opposite ends, but great very nice guy look i'm just gonna cut down to what a movie's supposed to do 
And it's supposed to really, like, just entertain you. And I'm, that's why I'm saying The Incredibles 2 was the most entertaining damn film of 2018. Oh, my God. How good was The Incredibles 2? It was a great film. It was incredible. Yeah. That was a good film. So was good. A good film. Uh... That was great. It's what the Fantastic Four should be. Oh, I love I love the, the, the design they do in it, too. Oh, 100%. And it was perfect. And action scenes were so good. Oh, yeah. It's straight up Charlie's Alley. Oh, yeah. You know I love that stuff, too, guy. I could have talked for so long about Incredibles. Oh, my turn. Okay. Yeah, I was torn on this one because I wanted to have... Uh, I couldn't decide whether I wanted the movie that I enjoyed, like I thought was the best movie, uh, or the movie that... Like, I loved the most and laughed at the most. Uh, Bad Times at the Oriole was probably, like, the like my favourite movie from, a, like, a quality or, you know, spoke to me in a cool way kind of uh, point of view. But I think my movie of the year is The Meg. <laughs> Man, The Meg was hilarious. It was, like, fun and stupid. And if you go in there with the right attitude, you just laugh the whole time. Jason Statham nails his role at, like, do it, like being that stupid, over-the-top good guy hero. And, um, yeah, just loved everything that happened. So much shark. Um, <laughs> it was just comical and uh yeah really really funny i just you know what i had so much fun watching the meg that when i think about how much i laughed during the meg i get like endorphins <laughs> just right now i'm just like over the moon it's just it just makes me so happy actually yeah, i really liked the meg from last year as well as good good pick yeah and, and and we need more i think we need more movies like that that's why i kind of give venom a little bit of a pass on um, being being as shit as it was do you reckon the meg could pop up in a movie with uh like the king kong godzilla universe oh that's a fantastic throw the, idea throw the meg, throw the meg in there that's as an well. interesting thought that's a great idea that's, that's a great that's a great call because pacific rim is also in that universe like it's 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 got the same oh, studio oh. like godzilla king kong and pacific rim are all within the same is studio's it? jurisdiction is it in the covers um yeah, I think Legendary owns all of them. So, I mean, that, oh, yeah. that's obviously my uh, pipe dream. But yeah, get the Meg in there for a bit of uh, <laughs> biting Godzilla action. And look, if you can't put the Meg in that, can you put the Meg in Aquaman or something? You know, <laughs> give it a bit more. Fast and the Furious? <laughs> yeah, fucking put, put the Meg in Hobbs and Shaw. That, yeah, that, that could give those guys a new purpose. Yeah, fuck, fuck. Yeah, they got to go the, underwater. <laughs> screw the heists and all the cop drama. Just get like, just get them to have to fight off sharks. No, they have to steal the shark. They have to steal the meg. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep the heist. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and uh, Zach, lucky last. Look, um, I'm just going to say it. You can't argue with one billion dollars. No, 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 I'm not going to say Fallen Kingdom was rubbish. <laughs> um, all right, uh, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. Um, I'm going to have to split mine into two parts. So I've got, like, the filming that I thought had, the, like, the most, um, you know, like, artistic integrity. It was, like, like, like a, an amazing film film. And I got the film that I enjoyed the most. So Roma for the, you know, well-made film, because it was, like, an absolute masterpiece. But that said, I'd, have to, I'd, I'd kill myself before I watched it again. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I'm going to have to say I really, I really enjoyed Annihilation. That was probably my favourite. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about Annihilation this year. I, I'm, just, I'm just such a sucker for that, like, you know, existential, you know, thriller sci-fi. It's like, you know, I haven't had as much fun since Event Horizon. And isn't that a fun movie? Oh, gotta love Event Horizon. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Mm. Shit's good. Uh, we've covered so much. It's about time we wrap this up. Thank you all for listening to the 2018 retrospective and us looking forward to 2019 with the After Credibles, your least credible movie podcast. Thank you so much to our presenters, Zach, Guy, Andrew, and Alex. Yeah, Woo. thanks, mate. 
Yeah, yeah 2018, it's over, finally. <laughs> if you like the show, please subscribe, tell a friend, or send us some feedback. We're on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, and all your other podcast platforms. Please rate and review us, and remember to tune in next time for more movie discussion. I'm Charlie Rogers, and thank you for listening to the After Credibles.